Juice in the Morning is a proud partner of Summer Bash Indiana. Summer Bash Indiana is Indiana's first all-inclusive music festival. Sick of being nickel and dime for $12 beers, $5 waters, and parking? How about buying your tickets? Ticket fees and taxes suck. Well, not at Summer Bash Indiana. For only $60, you'll get eight live original rock bands, beer and wine, food, parking, and a hell of a great time with no ticket taxes or fees ever. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 6th at 10 a.m. Presale starts February 28th at 10 a.m., but only if you're signed up for the email list that's located at www.summerbashindiana.com. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Johnny's over there making stupid fucking faces at me already. So we know this is about to be a shit show. So yeah. how are you doing today, Johnny? <laughs> uh, getting ready for a shit show, so it's going to be a good one. <laughs> We've got uh, producer BJ with us uh, running the ones and twos. And then we also have a couple of special guests with us that uh, are two very funny local comedians. We've got Terry Shepard and Mitch Downs. How are you doing, Terry? Fantastic. I appreciate you joining us on the podcast. It's uh, I think I've never I've I've had multiple conversations with you, but I've probably been about 13 beers deep each yeah. time. <laughs> so I'm ready to have an actual real conversation with you and remember what we we're actually talking about. So, right. Yeah, I, I think I was about half as many beers deep. But yeah, <laughs> and then we've got also to my right, we got Mitch Downs. How are you doing today? I Hello, appreciate everybody. you joining the podcast. Yeah, no, glad to be here. I'm excited. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, already. I met uh mitch at the uh level up comedy show that we did um what was that like a month ago yeah yeah it was packed out yeah it was a good time it was fun it was a fun atmosphere is that the level um, up gaming place yeah the level the, up gaming lounge mm -hmm. um i never really heard anything about the success of it or not like i assume it was <laughs> yeah. successful because there was a lot of people there well no, i mean on, honestly the the there, there's no they, they don't serve food right or or liquor mm -hmm. so like um, there's just certain things you got to have in place to like continue a show. So like, uh, I, I I don't I haven't talked to Papa G, so um, it it could be you know uh, I, I have no clue what's going on right. with that. Yeah, I'm sure he's working on something. He, yeah, I feel like he always has something in the uh, in the works. He's but, scheming on something. So but I mean, I think, it, it it was packed out. Yeah. They just you know there's how did you guys how did you guys like the uh, the front row ladies. They were like two sheets to the wind. They were great. I <laughs> they <liked> were awesome. <laughs> so I've had a better time with them. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, yeah. That's probably one up. of the one of the best <laughs> Instagram videos of I was, all time. I was just happy about it because the first show we did there was it was also we had it pretty packed, but nobody sat in the front row because mm -hmm. the seats were too close. Yeah. So I, I found a good distance yeah. from the stage. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure did. And so. they, uh, like, what's really funny is. I thought it was gonna like really throw me off because they were talking. I can't really hear myself, so I don't know if it's the yeah. You just fade it out, or if the mic went out. There we go. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was gonna throw me off because I had never dealt with somebody talking or talking to me during stand-up comedy yet. And what's funny is I I heard them kind of, like they kind of distracted me, and I was like. Should I say something? No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to continue. And then they just kind of shut up because the one that was talking heard something I said and laughed. And then she just went about her business and stopped like 
interrupting the show i guess if that makes sense so yeah. i was like i was very happy with that i got lucky well, is what i said now i'm curious so i've got a question for you guys how long have you been doing comedy uh, I am not quite a year uh, performing comedy. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I've written like a handful of uh, shorts and feature films. Oh, like nice. Comedian, so I kind of had already had that background. But have uh, you had any hecklers that you've gone after? Uh, a couple, or maybe? put back in their place. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. a couple. Yeah. Uh, one time, it? I just told somebody I love you and just stared at him. <laughs> <laughs> power. That's a power. That's move. powerful. <laughs> That's big dick energy right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'll hug you if you keep talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come here, you big beautiful bitch. <laughs> keep talking like that. I'll come down there and kiss you, and then two years later, you're gonna wake up. We're gonna have a mortgage, two kids. That's you have right. no idea what happened. You're gonna end up with. I'm gonna buy you drinks if you don't quit it. Like, uh, that'd be it. Yeah. How about you, man? I started in I think it was like 2012. Okay, I nice. mean, I, I, you know, doing it when you can, kind of thing. Right. Um, I I picked up uh, the open mics that I do um, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, mostly just because that's like it's like going to the gym for comedy. Right, like it's and, not, and what are those called? Just in case people are that's uh, so the Tuesday mic is uh, free for all for comics. Um, you know show up go up or mm -hmm. people can text me but um that's at the ellison brewery it used to be a tow yard oh yeah um but uh that one and then 1949 tavern in beach grove heard good things about both of those yeah how do you I, like them uh i mean <laughs> they're, they're okay you know what it, if you want to have a if, if you want to have a comedy scene like you got to have you know mics where people can just go try new things mm -hmm. and it's like like you said it's like working out it's kind of it is like working out it's like kind of like you're giving people uh opportunities to like you know work out their material and make it so that it's show ready mm -hmm. so you kind of awesome. explained that to me on the way here yeah. when i was <laughs> yeah yeah i i kind of like i was telling him like uh because we have that show coming up the 28th of february um the and catcher brand 29th. 29th. Yes, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. Both of them. Um, both, both things. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I uh, was telling him on the way here, you know, before the level up show, I, I had a lot more nerves cause I didn't really get up before it. Like I just, I practiced at home, but I was really busy with work. So I didn't yeah. drive out to any really open mics. And I was telling him, I was like, the more open mics you do before a show, at least in my opinion, it, it lessens that amount of time it takes me to feel comfortable on stage. So like going into level up, it, like it took me like the first, like two or three jokes that I told, I was like, all right, now I'm comfortable. Whereas a couple of shows before that, like the rain tree in show that we did in Newcastle, I did like four open mics the week before. And then I was like, I just felt completely fine going up. No nerves, nothing, no stress kind of, I mean, a little bit of nerves, but not nothing like what it is if you don't practice. So it's kind of like you guys giving that opportunity to comedians is a great thing. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's probably really appreciated by the, uh, the scene in Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, it, I got a lot of people that'll, I mean, that sign up beforehand and then a lot of people that don't make the list at one of these other clubs mm -hmm. and they come through. But um, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm book. I've got shows. I'm looking at April, but it's starting to get into the summer. Yeah. So um, you know, the the open mic is kind of more important now that I got like actual shows coming right. down the road. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's it, it's fun. Yep. Terry, did you put together the the catch your breath thing? Yeah. Can you yeah. give us some details about that, like how it came to be and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so you know, I initially got roped into this whole um, 
climbing 40 or yeah 47 flights of stairs for the american lung association like maybe eight years ago uh because my wife's a respiratory therapist okay otherwise i I would just be a fat piece of shit and just <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning. I'm not going to do shit. Like, I'm nurse a hangover. Yeah, so, exactly. So we've been doing that for a while. And a couple of years ago we did a show. Um, I reached out, I have a friend that is a touring comic and I just said, Hey, would you be interested in like maybe doing a comedy show to raise money? And then we contacted Morty's comedy at the, who was a, it was a club at the time. And they said, let's do it. Nice. And, yeah. So then, Fast forward another two years, and Mitch and I are getting together. And I said, you know, do you think we could pull off a show? And he said, do you think we could pull off two shows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. Well, I just wanted to say, I mean, you can kind of give more details on the comedians that are going to be there. But there's a very good list of comedians. Like, I feel very honored that you guys asked me to be a part of it because there's a lot of really good comedians. And I don't feel like I'm all that good. But I appreciate being able to associate with those people and being a part of it. I can't wait to just sit there and watch it happen. I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, I... So I, I mean, I've, I, one re- reason I did all these mics is to meet all these people mm-hmm. that you know that we're doing the show with, and you know, one thing that you know you, you deal with being a local comedian is like, like these big clubs. You know, when they have a big show, it's somebody that's from out of town. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like when you're always around, it's hard to, you know, get, you know, the, these clubs to put you on. Right. You know. So and, and you know people want you to bring people on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday or, you know, whatever day of the week it is. But really like you don't get anybody. I mean, Saturday is the best day in my opinion for Mm -hmm. a comedy show because you know, you can't get as many excuses from people. Yeah. Like Friday, (laughs) you do a Friday show and like easily I can picture all my friends picking Friday beers over my, my show. You know what I mean? (laughs) So is that kind of how clubs work? Where like, even if it's a Tuesday, like does it kind of, is it based upon like how many seats you fill? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. You got you almost have to, you know, I hate to say it, but the show business thing. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, so I had a good comic uh, uh, that I met in Chicago. They do the uh, the Laugh Factory twice a month, and he gave me some some good advice on how, like, you know, when you're doing shows, you're booking, um, you know, to people that want to see people, mm-hmm. you know, but also, you know, you're trying to make a good show, so like. I try to make when I make a show. I try to make myself at the worst comic on the show if I, you know, right. if I can. Because if my friends, if I get a bunch of people come out to see me, you know, it's okay if they laugh at me. But yeah. I want the rest of the lineup to be and good. Yeah, you but, want to the, you want to you know, put on a good show for the people that and, you're getting to come there. And what I'm saying is, I know it's it's here in Indianapolis. Like there's comedians that are you know that are, are worth seeing and if you know you know if you get everybody on you know that that's how we get these shows for us local people right is what i'm saying is like you kind of take control of it and you know eventually you know when, when you grow to a certain point then you can do you know shows out of you, you're the person from out of town right you know what i mean yeah right i'm just a curious <clears throat> fan because i'm sitting on the outside looking in you know to your right. guys world and this is i'm curious yeah, so so give us more details about the 28th and the 29th because that's coming up yep. here really quick. That'll be next week. Yeah, yeah next what Friday, or next Friday, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, yeah. Leap. So when this comes out, it'll be this Friday and Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> Leap Day Eve and Leap Day. Yeah, forty-seven yeah. 
floors was it the bank one building downtown yeah yeah which is now because uh, what that's 50 sales 53 floors i think yeah i mean we go I used to all work. the way up to the top yeah <laughs> yeah i actually uh i had a I definitely <laughs> won't be joining you well there's also an elevator that takes you up to uh yeah. i used to change uh, the light bulbs observation yeah like they got all the fbi cameras and everything on the outside oh, wow. bob and tom that's where bob and tom has their uh whole, yeah, yeah, their antenna and, oh, uh, really? scariest job i've ever had in my guys, life <laughs> are you guys doing the climb uh i had no idea i'm down i'm I actually have a knee injury, so I can't do it. Okay, so you guys could do that's, it that's a really that's little. a really good excuse. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you, I, I can send you all the the stuff. Get you registered. It's at the uh, Salesforce Tower, March seventh. So yeah, definitely send us, send, send us, us the yeah. send us the stuff so that I can make him do it, and then uh, no, we'll do it together, no, holding hands and no. holding the juice hey, in the morning. It'll, flag. it'll be really, it'll be very similar to when we had our race. I just won't show up, and you'll do it. Hey, that's a valid point. I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if if you guys haven't, or anybody listening hasn't been to the Salesforce Tower, it's kind of a pretty sweet tower. Yeah, Salesforce is. I, I hear they're doing good. Is that like? Is that <laughs> yeah. the Bank One building or Chase? I know it changes names. Yeah, it so. used to be Bank One Chase, now it's Salesforce. Salesforce yeah. got gotcha. crushing it. <laughs> See, we can climb those stairs holding up the juice in the morning flag. You know DJ what I'm uh, is diving into the uh, Krispy Kreme box. Uh, thank you for bringing those along, Terry. This <laughs> is sure. this is one of the uh, first you, you I think said, episodes that we got close to actually recording in the morning. He um he sent him next to the fat guy. Do you know? What I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's awesome. Like I said, definitely send us the information and also share it with people too, just to see if we can get people out there. Yeah. One of the things that I also wanted to kind of uh, dive into today, and this is going to kind of maybe feel a little bit like uh, patting ourselves. We're going to get emotional, but um, basically. Uh, Burt Kreischer is a national known comedian. Like everybody kind of knows him as the machine. Um, he had a Rolling Stones article written about him. They based the uh, Van Wilder film, I think, loosely on his kind of college career. I met him. And yeah, you He's, met him. He basically is branded no shirt. Yeah, exactly. And so he, Unbelievable. he sent a list of his tour dates and, uh, you know, stuff that was cool that he should do in uh, all of these locations. Johnny tweeted him and said, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. And although he didn't respond, he liked your tweet. And yeah, I got a um, half chub. I was like, really, oh, my God. This, has, this, this whole like explanation that I'm doing has really nothing to do with Burt Kreischer. It has everything to do with the people that are has friends. has everything to do with you guys. Yeah, friends and family of the podcast, of our network. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that like commented on it, that kind of just made it feel cool that like i didn't realize that we had that kind of reach with our friends and network like that that many people would actually i know it takes five seconds to go to a tweet and like it and retweet it or comment on it but for there to be you know 20 or 30 people to do that for us just off the drop of a hat within an hour was awesome i mean that support is so important because it's kind of like you know having friends or family show up to your shows in my opinion where it's like we feel like sometimes we're just kind of talking to ourselves. Exactly. Like there's three or four people listening. When you're looking at the stats on a and podcast, then, you're like, fuck, like I thought that was a great podcast yeah, and like yeah. feels like only 10 people have even, even right. listened to this. But and then like your guys' support, everybody that came together and just kind of, you know, helped us inspire and inspired and humbled us. You know, I, I, I kind of take it in as if like you're up on stage, you look in a crowd and you see your wife, your kids, your mom, your dad, your, your brothers, you know, you legitimately yeah. take it for granted. The like, cause I, and, and you don't even do it on purpose that you're taking it for granted. You just don't feel like your well, you don't network or your, your group 
is really that powerful, that good. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, all these people were just like showed a lot of kindness to just like help out with well, something there was other we people that, that said some things that I was like, ah, ah, I'm not crying. That's a, <laughs> that's a really nice comment that yeah. they said, you know? So it was, it was great. I just wanted to share that because like I said, really we were just trying to get his attention just to see if he would do, you know, a quick interview or something like yeah. that. I even told Johnny, I was like, we'll drive to wherever he's partying out after his show and do a mobile recording of but something. The most important thing, and I think that everybody can take away from that, is as a community of comedians that you are all in right now, like, it just shows how, like, quickly you guys are. You, you guys can't, you can't <laughs> handle that. Yeah, it just, show, it just shows how quickly you guys, like, all can come together, show support, have each other's back, and I think that's very important. You know you, what I mean? Do you ever feel like uh, more strangers support you in comedy than like your actually friends and family? I'd rather strangers support me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a thousand percent. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Pray I mean, tell? I see. I, I keep see up with like fifty about. people. Yeah. You know, if if fifty people, you know, support me wholeheartedly, I'm going nowhere. Right. <laughs> you know? I want a million weirdos to follow. There you go. You know? Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I From talk a lot of business standpoint I, yeah. I i agree with that i talk a lot of shit about my family too when i uh, on stage so. <laughs> i think i'd rather just strangers i'm a huge that. fan of your social media i'm a huge fan of your, your social media man your instagram is one of my favorites to follow oh i appreciate your, your that, videos yeah. are, are i have awesome. a lot of fun with yeah catch the short bus <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah um no, no I, I go ahead no i, I was oh, i was sorry, just yeah, no sorry sorry it's no business. i was just i was just gonna say like i've never I've I've never like measured myself on like how many people I know support me. I mean, I appreciate the support from people that I know, my family and friends, but like it's you put you put pressure on them if you're like, "Hey, come, you know, like I I I'll let them know about things, yeah. you know, but like if they want to support me, that's awesome." That but, you know, um, it's I, not like, hey, here's your fucking ticket. Be there at seven. Yeah, I guess what I guess what I'm getting at is like, it, it's not like I'm like, I think I'm above what anything. I, it's just like, you know, if if you listen to your how your friends feel about things, you know, you don't keep doing it and keep doing it. And, you know, right? You got it. You're just doing it because this is what you want to do. You know, I heard something one time about people was like you know the people that are in, in the entertainment business are the people that want to be in their entertainment business like they just don't quit doing what they're doing and eventually it's like that compounding effect in you know investing yeah you know like it whatever you're doing whether it's music or podcasting or comedy it it starts slow and then there's a you know the hockey stick moment right. you know one good year changes things mm -hmm. yeah and the but deep down don't we all just want the acceptance of our friends and family <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, I'm. Ooh. I mean, I, I think I think it like <laughs> he's not like a kid that grew up without a dad. Uh, you, I think, I think ding ding ding, we have a winner. <laughs> kind of what you're thinking, like if like it, when you do make it big and you got a bunch of money, that's when you want right. to like pay for the the high school reunion, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, hey guys, right. I'll take care. You know, like and rub it in everybody's face. That's what. <laughs> and just just to be clear here, I did grow up with a dad. You did. No, I, feel, I, no, yeah, I really I'm, did. Stone Cold did, Steve yeah. Austin via TV. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm feeling that hole that my dad left. <laughs> okay, that's really why I'm doing this. No, the reason I brought that up, though, too, is like because um, BJ can attest to this, too, that he feels like more, like you get more interaction from like 
people that you don't know and it's it feels good when like one of your family members or friends finally starts to like take notice and then they like bring up something that you talked about on the Mm -hmm. podcast or something that you did because it's like oh finally like i've been doing this for five years and you finally just listened and you're like hey i really enjoyed this part and i was like thank you that's all i've been wanting well how do you think i feel when my my own parents are like yeah justin's awesome on that podcast <laughs> and i'm like yeah you I, know i do it too I, 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 no. I mean i invite my mom to every show yeah. like she's probably like you know i'm saying i want strangers to be my fans but right. like my mom has been to more shows than anybody Dude, it I, makes and sense my that, wife like it, you know like it, it makes sense that strangers connect more though because like you're speaking what they wish they could say out loud right. you know like you're yeah, well, and, you know, and, and the it, thing is, is like your friends, like they they knew you from like however long they've known you, and right. like you know when I'm when I'm doing comedy, like it doesn't always that that isn't always what they envisioned my right. comedy looking like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. right. This isn't what you know some of your friends envisioned your podcast looking like. It, yeah, you it's, know it's a mean? lot different than we're sitting at the lunch table chopping but, it up and. But but a stranger you know. see you know sees the podcast and they can relate. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. they don't have all these things that they remember about you. No. Tony Sanders. That's a valid point. Very Tony valid Sanders point. brought up very important stuff like that on like his Instagram posts about the fact that Tony Sanders is he's he's, he's, he's got a good he's, he's awesome. a good follow. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Uh, but he brought something up like that that was very intriguing to me was uh, just what people see in their mind about your comedy or about what you're doing is very very likely to be and i'm paraphrasing because i'm not saying it probably exactly as eloquently as he did but we basically want, we want it verbatim basically people's perception of your comedy can be wildly different than what you think you're putting out there if that makes sense yeah so like that's why i just i think he's i just i've I talked think to that him a few depends times. on the comedian he's very, you can't you can't say that about somebody like jim norton what say what that there the, the perception of him is different than what I mean, him talking about you know sucking a hooker's toes or something. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, that, that's well, Jim Norton. Yeah, also, yeah. He also comes from like Shock <laughs> Jock hey, Radio. You pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he also comes from like Shock Jock Radio, and he's a weird guy. Yeah, and he uh, just forget I said anything. So, all you gotta so, do yeah. is say Shock Jock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine being a Shock Jock like day in day out can you out. define a shock jock because i i'm i'm lost here i do not know shock jock is like i like um, i think i get the gist of it just, what's the uh, guy that's the howard biggest stern. name howard stern i, I yeah. keep thinking in man, of like in uh, man cal out of chicago man cal, yeah. yep. uh, i keep thinking of like jock straps and tasers that's all i thought about because he's like <laughs> weird hey, i did not know that about myself actually <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Johnny has well. occasionally like uh, acid like trips that like reoccur <laughs> flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or he's just having like uh, a, what is it a uh, when they when people start kind of like stumbling over their words and not being able to say <laughs> the stroke. No, give him uh, an aspirin. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's uh, kind of pivot from there to a couple of things that we've kind of seen in the internet and in the uh, kind of the, what is it? the Hey, Jamie, can you pull up the... Uh... <laughs> Don't call him Jamie. I got... Uh, I got that's I, for the I dad got, comment. I got one for you guys real fast. Okay. Um, not that one. Whoa. This one. <laughs> the naked go. house cleaner. I'll show you. Hey. That, that one right there. Arnold, get her pregnant. Steven Spielberg's daughter to start career in adult entertainment. I saw she her learned from and the she best. is not she's that hot. great. 
She's hot. <laughs> it doesn't matter she's how not, hot she is because she that performs. Great. I didn't think so. Is she going to write like, I haven't sex seen it books? Yet, so. I mean, it doesn't matter if she's hot. Can she pretend to be a good stepsister? <laughs> no, is she? No, for real, though. I mean, have you read the article? Right. Is she going to perform or write? <laughs> Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a good question. Her her scripts are going to be so big, like, right. <laughs> like no, nah, we only need like a five minute right. thing. She's like, no, nah, this is a <laughs> while she's blowing him. Book. Can we get an explosion in the background? And she's got to have like thirteen million dollars for special effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. She looks way too young to be. Yeah. In, why has yeah. she got an? Why does she have a twenty four year old body with an eight year old head? Right. And she kind of looks like that. Dwarf kid that we think is a scam. No, uh, <laughs> right? Is he a scam? <laughs> well, that's what I've been. Th- that's what I want to see. I want. Yeah. We're going to dive know, into it, that too. Watch. Well, if I was Steven, I make like a scary like adult. <clears throat> Adult, like some you know, girl goes into adult filming and something scary happens, like a big book about it. Like, so <laughs> I don't think you should do it, honey. <laughs> oh, I about uh, Spiel- so Spielberg didn't do Terminator in that article. BJ, up. did it state if she was, was performing Spielberg. or Damn. if she was She's producing? Gonna be performing? Okay, Spielberg did like what Titanic, Jurassic Park, no, ET. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic same guy. Ta- uh, go ahead. Spielberg. Spielberg didn't do Titanic. No, no, no that that's the James same. Cameron. James Cameron. Cameron. That's the Terminator guy. Terminator. I always get those two yeah. mixed up. He did like Raiders of the Lost Ark, so she has like yeah. this whole Avatar, title. Yeah, shitty movie. Yeah. Oh, so if she goes oh. to Greek Indiana mythology, Jones. so if yeah. you know like uh, Pandora's box from Greek mythology and how that originated there, she could, uh, you know, <laughs> you open up this box and all the bad things come out. But <laughs> well, pe- people are gonna be like, you know, it was it was adult film, but. It was good. You know? <laughs> right. Do, do you remember? Like, she's a great actress. When they when she opened that box and all those dudes melt, you know, they melt. Do you remember ET's finger? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she's twenty nine years old. Oh wow. No, she's okay. not. Yes, she is. She's wow. got fourteen year old shoulders. Kobe Bryant's lengthened body oh, height, no. and then yeah. she's got like these are old pictures though. I think. Look how uncomfortable he looks. <laughs> Yeah. He, well, now he's like, he's like, I knew well, I, 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 I knew I, he's very uncomfortable now. Very, I, I knew I should have pulled this out. Looks, this looks like more like a Woody Allen photo. Do you think that he's, oh, dude, do you think that he's like, dude. uh, he's like, definitely, do you think he's in before? support or do you think he's obviously completely against this? Well, he's, I mean, most yeah. of them are pedophiles out there anyway. So I mean, oh, wow. he's in Hollyweird. Hey. I mean, if you didn't accidentally pull out and then you got that happening, how would you feel? <laughs> At least they're not in the uh, Church of Scientology. So. Right. I'd be true. like, what if I just gave you a part and okay. like a lead in my next movie? <laughs> row two. Row two, like, picture nine. If you want to be famous, let's do this. This one? Row two, picture nine. Is it a picture? Is that the whole picture? family plus the adopted um, person? That one, the one on the right's definitely Spielberg's. Daughter. No, this this is doesn't. Right? Oh, that's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, you okay. know what? You know what though? Could be could be his wife or a side piece. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna knock this though, because like this is obviously her choice, right? Like her dad yeah. is Steven oh, yeah, it's Spielberg. Her, pussy, her choice. <laughs> you know, she doesn't have to do anything. Have, yeah, yeah, and right. this is what she wants to do. Right. Like maybe yep. she's got it figured out that it's it's right for her. Yeah, but she yep. announced it. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, you got to announce it. No, though, you but the best part is oh, he's no, probably just, texting her, and he was like, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. most porn stars they don't like announce that they're getting ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pre. That's how you. That's how you know, like. You're unattractive, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like most people, they just go out and they just start sucking dick. And she's yeah, like, hey, 
I want to suck some dick. So, who's trying to uh, who's trying to put it out there? It's her pre-launch. <laughs> yes, She's right. trying to work up. Or, may, or maybe her and Steven like just had like the nuclear argument, like the one that changed. She's like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna go <laughs> do porn now. Okay. Guess what, Dad? Like, maybe she can't be on his health insurance anymore. She's about to turn thirty, and she's just pissed. He took, like he took her. He changed the Wi-Fi password. She's like, oh, fuck you, Dad. I'm took going away her Xbox. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wear the Avatar suit and go. Oh, that's Spielberg, right? No, James Cameron. James Cameron. There's three James Cameron. God damn it! But it's the right Avatar, dude. Did you guys catch that? It's it's Avatar. That's why. That's what I meant to say. I'm gonna start calling you BJ. (laughs) No, I know. I'm gonna start making. (laughs) You know what? It's like it's like. uh, Hold on. It's like he's he's known for writing scary books, right? Steven Mm -hmm. Spielberg. Is he? That's Stephen Stephen King. 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 Oh shit! I'm thinking (laughs) Stephen King. Now I'm stupid. (laughs) Have any of you guys checked out a Sun Shelf Lock and Key? No. No. My wife is. Why did you it. say it like that? Because it's stupid. I've I watched it's, like a very little bit of it. It's very stupid, but it's, it is interesting. It. But I was also drinking. I so. need to. I need to start like actually reading and doing something productive instead of just playing on my phone while Jen's watching these. I've got TV three books shows. coming. You can have one of them to take. Yeah. If you want. We'll see. Sapiens: A Brief I say uh, it, History but then of I'm Humankind. Probably not gonna but, do it. <laughs> so, did you guys see the video of uh, the lady leaning back in a seat on a plane and then yeah. old boy playing? Yeah. Because when you said ET finger, I thought about that. What 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 are your guys' thoughts? BJ, do you could you pull that video up? What the the one with the guy punching the back of the? Uh, I just want to get it. The, on, the only thing I want to know was was on the was the plane on the ground or in the air? <laughs> yeah, like, like, in the air. If they, so they were at the right altitude. Like they were, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, no, she. You can only lean back yeah, like you got like an two inch inches. and a half. Yeah. Right. Like that guy's that petty for an inch and a yeah. half. Yeah, and Play he was whatever. the very back seat, so like obviously yeah. he, can't he can't recline. recline so yeah. I applaud him. Like, it feels like he was just a little envious about the uh, mm-hmm. reclining. You applaud him. I'm devil's advocate here. Get so out of here. I, I, I always here. am. I applaud him. What and airline her. was it? I applaud both of them. It's got to be like spirit what or something. Airline? I applaud yeah. him for having the persistence to be that level of asshole. Because okay. I mean, that was like he a was three committed, minute. Yeah, that was like a, that was like a three minute video of just. <laughs> it was all duh, in. Duh, duh, I just, I just, I just asked because like if whichever airline it is, some airlines you pick that seat. Yeah, like, that yeah, right. you know where Absolutely. you're sitting. So like, I don't know, but I mean, yeah. it's like you're lo- even even the angle of the video. He has there's it's not obstructing his view of what he's watching but don't we feel like she's kind of a bitch too for just sitting there recording it no because i would do the same thing she did you oh, know what? I, I would have <laughs> no. like absolutely you know what the real thing is is like they know how to do this this stuff more comfortably you right, know what i right. mean but we got they got to pack us shoehorn in. people in there you know what to i mean more money and i and i get it oh here it is yeah He's not even really doing it that hard. But it also makes me wonder, was there an altercation before they even That's boarded the plane? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Maybe not even before they boarded the plane. He was but eating, and <laughs> she leaned back. It was, it really. She, he was oh, eating, really? and she leaned back, and he he asked if she could, uh, I think I'm almost positive, he asked if she could you know, lean back forward until he was done. He got done, and she leaned back again. He does. <laughs> oh, shit. You can tell he, like, that, that was the point when he looked up. That was the point that he committed fully. He was like, no, I'm doing this forever. It, it kind of looked therapeutic for a moment, like, <laughs> a little relaxing. The, dude, the dude's an idiot. I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, 
I saw oh, her to press charges. Get the fuck I, out I, of here. Uh, I saw her talking about it, and it was she used the word hit and punch. It's like he's nudging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. That's you what, know what I like. mean. <laughs> I would just use it to get like free airline tickets or something. Yeah, you, oh, like, for look, sure they I just, would. This is what I had to put up with the whole. I mean, look, yeah. See, I would have pulled a Terry and turned around and been like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> look at those eyes, though, right there. That's oh, that's the, that's the eyes of people of someone serial killer. He's got people locked up in his basement and i'm not talking about in a fun way no like, that's the main it's not point, a sex though. dungeon it's a you're dead dungeon like i don't know like i get we're in the age of the internet but like if if a guy like that's sitting behind me and is like can you please scoot up? i'm scooting up like yeah. i'm not pulling my camera out <laughs> yeah that guy scares me like, like look at the, those eyes like <laughs> pretty, pretty much the next step is that's not a knife and then i'm dead yeah. because it comes to the scene <laughs> <laughs> he got a, he got his pocket knife in because it's actually a fingernail clipper or something <laughs> those are the eyes of a four-hour layover in tacoma <laughs> <laughs> he's like i just want to get home and karen up here i just want to get home and masturbate he's hung over probably <clears throat> i don't know man i i'm not that's why I'm glad I've only flown once in my life. I used to be once. On, I used to be once. on an airplane every seven to fourteen days for three years straight. Fuck. Right. So I know all about flying on airplanes. Right. And like, that's why right, his immune system is so strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and right there, like, I would never do that. Like, I would never. Would well, you not lean do it? Do the or lean back the or the, or no, the no, like it, If their seat leans back that far, that means the airlines made it lean back that far. That has nothing yeah. to do with that. But I have got up and, like, ma'am, can you tell your son to quit having a seizure in his chair? <laughs> that's, that's for real. And yeah. she goes, What do you mean? I go, He, like, I don't care if he leans back, but he's going up and down, up and down, like a jack in a box. Could you please tell him to stop that? Because I have my tray down and I have drinks here. It's going to spill it. Well, you know, he's just a young kid, and I was like, "That's," I was like, "It's not my it's kid." Neither here my, nor there. Irrelevant. Here, I go, it's not my kid, not my problem. Give him a Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I've been in weird circumstances, and um, like Southwest, you could buy Southwest, you can pick your own seat, right? Mm-hmm. I paid extra for preferred seating. Yeah. So that way, you get to board first, right? But here's where the problem is: they let all armed forces go on first, which is fine. Then all handicapped people go on, and then they like a couple other people. By the time you get on, there's 50 people in the plane already. Right. On a 150 seat plane. <laughs> so, why do they call it preferred seating? It's not. It's, exactly. it's, it's all bullshit. They, they prefer I'd, not yeah. to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> they I'd got prefer, other shit to do. I'd prefer to spend as less time, you know, least amount of time on a plane as possible. So, put me on last. Last, and yeah. Then take off. I'm right. with you. I don't care where I'm sitting. I just oh, started yeah. getting first class because my company paid for the ticket. So and then I can certain planes I could upgrade the first class if it was open. See the this is like what the, I also want to add to this is, is I've I've flown quite a bit and I've never had a bad experience on the plane. Yeah, I'm the world's happiest easy. guy. Yeah, you know I, what? You are the happiest guy I know. I, I'm pretty positive. A lot I of flew times. to St. Pete and back Florida last year. That was the first time I ever been on a plane, and it was fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie because the edibles that I ate. Yes, <laughs> I could. That's the best, best I, way to fly. Like I couldn't leave that chair closer. I'm staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nothing go like any further back. I, I that's what. This weather's great. As a matter of fact, I'm falling, <laughs> and you're holding me up from the sky right now. The pattern I couldn't so even great. lift my arm to do that nudge <laughs> if we go down i want this chair really close <laughs> right i would have turned Man. around and said would you like one of these gummies <laughs> <laughs> straight up i mean you know you know what i really think of this like i feel like this is that moment in like the the um it, like in the nfl he was holding 
and then they were holding, <laughs> so it's like they offset. It's like, right, you're, you're right. an asshole for nudging. Yeah. It wasn't a punch. It wasn't a hit. Yeah. Yep. But also, like... You're an asshole for filming. How long was the flight? Like, if it was a 45-minute flight, just keep your chair on. up. You know what I mean? If it's a four-hour flight, yeah. Like, they were going to L.A. Mm-hmm. from somewhere. Yeah. What if, also, what if it's a red eye, though? I also have... I, well, it's not, because it's bright. Oh yeah, that's a valid point, sir. <laughs> you can tell he hasn't flown a lot. Yeah, hey, I forgot. I, once I said it, I was like, I wish I could take that back. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so, can you also pull I up can't. the uh, the Caden? I forget what it is. I don't oh, go ahead and say what you wanted is. to say. You racist against fucking midgets. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, this guy's having a uh, stroke every no, other got, five minutes. See, okay, so uh, have you guys seen this? The um. Yeah, the little kid that the was the dwarf. I've, yeah. I've never actually wa- I didn't actually watch the video of him crying. So, okay. Um, Is it super sad? It's super sad. Like he sells it really well. But yeah, okay, so so fake? I've got friends who are dwarves. Yeah. And Within 20 seconds of watching that video, I was like, this is an adult. Can I also say but what he, John, Johnny said last night when he was saying he had friends that are dwarves? He was like, I'm I not- also bullied my <laughs> friends that were dwarves. Okay. So, <laughs> so he was making it nicer for the podcast, but I had to bring it up. Well, no, because I was going to get there. Like, I'm not trying to be big headed about it or make it like a small, small thing. Oh, but, <laughs> I, I have buddies who are dwarves and, and, and I bullied them. And I know the difference. Like, you can tell by the size of the forehead whether wow. they're a child or they're <laughs> but there's yeah. a new like the the rings on a tree but there's a there's the Australian news from the news channel with him actually on there they give the date and everything yes did you not see that no they were but the no the but I did is, I did watch his actually, 18th birthday party video is he, is he actually nine or because he had a bunch of Instagram posts that got deleted be, listen totally. what what right, right. I seen one with a bu- him and a bunch of money. Yes, a Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> <laughs> I, he was in a strip club making it rain. Just, I remember uh, one time I was at, I, <laughs> in the Game of Thrones fans. Let's go. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I remember. I remember uh, when I was living out in L.A. I had a joke uh, about. Uh, I said the word midget in one of, one of my jokes, and uh, one of my buddies was at my show, and he was uh, he's like a doctor of psychology or whatever, and he was like, you know, Mitch, when you say that the word midget, like it's very offensive, and I was just like, man, that kills all my material. Like, I can't, <laughs> I gotta I can't do that. everything. Like I can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> now, like I gotta, the couple buddies I have, they really don't get offended by that at all. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I have a friend, an actress, and uh, you know, I I wrote a, a role, and I said, "Hey, I apologize. I used the word midget in here a few times," and she's like, "I right. don't care." It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what I want to also touch on because I feel like we've kind of skated right past it is Johnny has multiple friends that mm. are dwarves, which I think is interesting because most people don't even have one. So listen. So I have a very I'm stra- trying to figure out where. So like, I had a very strange life growing up. I just realized this actually the other night. Uh, three pairs of like really good friends of mine growing up were twins. Oh wow, James and Robbie, Stephen and Brian, and then there's Mike and uh, Mikel. They're that's the only, or sorry, Michaela. That's mm-hmm. the only male female one, but the rest are guys. And I was like, oh yeah, a lot of people don't even like know a set of twins, and <laughs> a lot of people I hung out with were twins. <laughs> were, Schwarzenegger were like, and Devito. 
yeah. Were you guys like, near like a power plant? <laughs> <laughs> like something in the water, just like making the guys. I just I, I grew up in the Greenfield and in, in Fortville. You know, yeah. it's kind of no. He was just such a bad friend. He needed two of them so that if he pissed off one, he could at least hang out with the other. Dude, there was a family in town had sex tuplets. It was. It was going on. It was actually. It was actually great advantage for for me. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you call one of your homies up. Two are coming. So you only got to make three calls. <laughs> I got three calls. That's what I'm saying. It's like we bought that we bought that smoke around here. So uh, when they pull up, you gonna be seeing double, bitch. <laughs> do, so what I want to get is your guys' opinion on: Do you think it is a so have you guys looked into the thing or not? Yeah, I don't know. Enough have you guys about looked it. into yeah. his Instagram or anything? I uh, saw one video besides the bully video where he's like got all this money and he's fanning it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some pictures of him like. Flipping yep. off the yeah. Other. I was like, wait a minute. I think, I think either way, we're in a twelve hundred dollar Gucci hoodie. You know, <clears throat> I just am curious because you know Brad Williams, a stand up comedian, like you know started a fundraiser for him, and it's like what? Money. It's like a three hundred yeah. grand or oh, something wow. like that. It, it was because I was like following it on Twitter, and like he would post, "Oh man, so thankful for everybody because this is the original." Like I think uh, goal was like ten grand, yeah, and it was like he would post oh we met our goal thank you so much and then i would see again he'd post again and be like this is crazy we hit 65k we hit 120k now my curiosity is like so if this dwarf just (laughs) fucked over this brad williams the other dwarf did uh this kid just become the jew and brad just became hitler and now there's an all-out dwarf war <laughs> Just think about it. I'm trying to figure. I out. love dwarves, but as I as I used to tell my buddy That's Wade, another crazy thing to when, say. Whenever <laughs> when we were teenagers, like he slept over at my house one day, and I was like, "Hey, it's cool if you sleep on a couch, but I don't want to wake up and you're like digging under my bed for gold and shit." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think Johnny's trying to be as offensive <laughs> as possible today. But there's a uh, there's actually Instagram of her mother's that says last day of being eight year old, and it was from December 12, twenty nineteen. So even before this all blew up, so, but, but, but I mean, also, even even him doing the stuff that he did on Instagram that they deleted doesn't necessarily mean that he's not nine. Because one person said he was eighteen out of a eight million. Right. One person said it, and then but there was a video of him at an eighteenth birthday party. Like, there's did a, you see that video? But they I didn't did use they didn't use his name as the one that was eighteen. They just said celebrating eighteen birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know many nine year olds that are standing there. Doing one of these. What, what do you, you don't remember? You don't. <laughs> my kids. You don't know about that Instagram my kid, chick that's like trying oh, to be a rapper. Oh, my kids do that all the time at that age yeah. because. And then they I was, see I'm not saying I didn't, but I wasn't wearing a three thousand dollar Gucci outfit and doing that at yeah. nine years old. Oh, I'm not old. saying they didn't scam people for the money they got. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying he is nine years old. But th- this is what I also thought His about. What was, what was so interesting for it was the fact that, um, so like instantly something that people tried to do as a nice gesture by raising money for him immediately everybody starts researching like what's the negative part of this what 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 dirt can we dig up on these people what's really funny is i was talking to jacob serber and i was like uh dude i like am real excited and i want to get famous but then at the same time what the fuck's gonna come out about me sure that I have no idea, and I don't remember doing. There's pictures probably of me somewhere that people have that I don't remember ever being taken, um, things like that. 
and uh, it started leading me down a kind of a rabbit hole. And then I got a really weird message on Facebook because Johnny posted on the Juice in the Morning Facebook page, hey, ask us any question you want. We'll answer honestly, blah, blah, blah. The crazier, the better. Oh, yeah. Devon Shoemaker, I've never had my ass ate. <laughs> <laughs> um, he asked that. You wanted us to answer that, so your turn. Well, and then I got a, like, I got a DM from a guy that was a dad we hung out i hung out with his daughter as like friends uh never dated his daughter Dude, it's um, not gonna go to there is it no so listen so <laughs> this guy asks me just like out of the blue he dms me on facebook and says why'd you steal the money from that poker night that we had what and the i was fuck? like i typed back i was like what are you talking about but then i started kind of running through my head like Okay, so we used to go over there and like they were like kind of the cool parents, I guess, even though they're not really that cool because they were just letting us drink as high school kids. So like I guess it's not cool, but we thought it was cool at the time. Better, better off at their house, right? right. And uh, yeah. I had those parents too. Every every group, everybody has. There's a group of parents there yeah. to yeah. supply that right right setting, and, and so. Uh, I I God, started I'm, to think back and I, I remember I remember this happening <laughs> and uh, basically I remember being terrified as like a 16 year old kid because somebody did steal the money like they had all had a poker tournament all the parents and all the kids came over and we were all drinking having a good time they were all drinking having you're a, a good dickhead time. but you're no thief and exactly like, and I, uh, yeah. I remember him flipping out and basically he said line up everyone here and i'll beat their fucking ass until somebody fesses up to the money and this guy was a big guy like i mean he was like you know he was one of those people who never left his hometown you boys played ready football. for your cock meat sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> played football he was known as like this guy that was like you know really aggressive and that they called him thing. tank and uh yeah. and so i didn't i clearly didn't have the money because i was scared like if i would have stolen it i would have given it back to him right then i would have been like hey didn't know like you know whatever but I, so I responded to him and I was like, hey, I remember that. And I, I said, I thought you guys figured out that it was one of the other like drunk uncles that like passed out in the yard and you guys found the money. And then he types back and he says, no, my daughter and this girl I used to date in high school told me you stole it. And then, so then I was like, nope. All right. This shouldn't matter to me because this was 14 years ago. That's why you texted me that night. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. But I was like, the daughter stole it. Well, that's, I'm getting there. That's my theory. So, yep. so <laughs> right. then, so then I went on dun, a deep dun, dive because I was like, this shouldn't bother me, but it does. So I direct messaged the daughter that I used to hang out with that was a friend of mine. And I direct messaged the girl I used to date. And I said, hey, I know this is really weird and completely out of the blue, but do you remember telling this, uh, person's dad that i stole money and uh the daughter responded the other one didn't respond likely i mean that's understandable we had a very terrible breakup <laughs> yeah. um but the daughter responded and said no i don't remember telling my dad that but the girl you dated told me that you also stole my birthday money one year when you came down to bloomington she's the thief so so then that's <gasps> what blew my mind and this is like call coming full circle about the like getting famous and then stuff coming up about you later <clears throat> so uh so like then i started putting things together and i was like dude there's probably a lot of people that i grew up with that have this like crazy theory that i'm like this terrible human that steals money and does drugs and all this stuff that is not true and the girl i was dating is actually that person the entire time and i just didn't know it because she was telling everybody that i was the one stealing stuff 
So then, like, it blew my mind, and then it kind of tied to this, where... It blew your mind like she blew you so good (laughs) that you just didn't see it. (laughs) Uh, But that just makes me think, like, if, if I was to get famous... How many people would be like that guy that DM'd me on Who Facebook and just randomly gives a shit? Exactly. One thing. One thing to think. But that was. But that was the point I was shit. getting ready to make. Is when I was talking to Jake, I said, "Then I'm famous and I don't care anymore." Right. Yeah. Block. Yeah. You get just there. Deal with that. Yeah. Deal with that problem when it comes around. But you know, like these days with deep fakes and stuff. Oh like, yeah. It's gonna get weird. I, you you can, weird. Well, and I think it's gonna be like people aren't gonna be able to prove anything because you can make anything say, look, yeah. right. like, look like the real thing. Yep. Yeah. You know? But one of, one of the things I'm taking away from this is it's kind of like, my first thought is, how do I get a celebrity to endorse me if I make a fake video so that I can become rich like that? <coughs> yeah, well, and he's my, not going to become rich. And then my second, well, my second thought is, nobody knows who this kid is, but on social media, he just got 300000 plus dollars because somebody backed him but he's probably no, not, not gonna not, get the it. money no, not saying whether he gets the money or not i know how we can do this no none right. of these this is a complete stranger to 99 percent of the people that are just like oh i'm a summer I, I have to donate to this yep and everybody wants but to nobody's looking themselves. around them in their own personal space and taking care of you know what i mean like yeah. that's what that's what fucks with me it's not like i have a friend who has a son that's bullied at school but that would be like, nah, fuck your son. <laughs> this little dude in Australia that might be kind of, he might be fucking with us, but I'm gonna give him a thousand dollars to go yeah. to Disneyland. <laughs> give know. give give him a card for. What's your like, idea, boxing. by the way? Oh no, if we're gonna like raise money like this person, we'll, I got a camera in my Uber. I'll pick you guys up, and you guys just like well, you're I'll an work. Uber driver. Yeah, well, dude, you just open pan. Oh, well, all right, I'm, here we go. I'm I'm a comedian, but I do drive Uber about fifty hours a week. All right, wow. I got not, some questions. I got some questions. <laughs> I got some questions. I'm lucky if I get thirty in. He's about but, to just ask you all uh, of the stereotypical no, Uber get, questions. You guys come in and you talk shit to me and like tell me I stink and slap me in the back of the head. And I'll be like, people are so rude to Uber drivers and then we'll we'll make a GoFundMe yeah. for me being bullied as an Uber driver. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody throw up in your car? Oh man, yeah. It sucks. Uh, no. Did you beat the shit out of them for it? I don't want to get an assault charge. <laughs> like, how much did Uber give you though? Did they give you like <laughs> So it bucks? used to be like they just give you money. Yeah. And a certain like, it was like two fifty I, th- I think it, it, it like a detailing it down. cost. Well, now, now what they do is you have to go take it somewhere professionally, get a receipt, and then and send the receipt. The so this is always a question that I've had. I've always wanted to ask an Uber or Lyft driver. Okay, okay. I'm so <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. You pick two people, one, two people up. Okay. You're giving them a ride. No more than four. The, they, <laughs> let's say, uh, let's say, like you go somewhere, you like you pull up to a club. Some chick requested an Uber mm-hmm. or dude, and you get halfway to their house and they're passed out. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll wake them up when we get there. You pull up, you try waking them up. They're not waking up because they're just that fucked up. What are you gonna do? What like what do you do? Like you, you you're, 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 you're doing it. nine one one. You're, you, you're, you're doing do. everything. I mean, I do, do you CPR? Pull, do you pull? No, I'm not saying they're dying. I mean, no. they're just so, so fucking trash. Just blacked out. They're just moving. so trash that they won't wake up, no matter how hard you try to wake them up. Do I'm you, calling nine one one. Do you drag them up and leave them there, or right. do you call the cops? I call nine one one immediately. Firemen carry them into the house. He was saying they're not responding at all. Like if they're not responding at all. No, I mean like they're they're alive and healthy. Okay, they're just so fucking wasted they're just like 
You know, like you, you just can't <laughs> wake them up. They're just so you fucked carry up. Carry them in the house. Then you, then you uh, do a little cash up yourself. Yeah, you cash, <laughs> take their. Phone. They got. They got to walk. They got to walk in the house. I ain't dragging. I ain't. Yeah. No. So I, like, if they're just passed out in the back seat. What if they just, walk in and die, and then they're like, "Look at this this ring doorbell, watching this Uber driver drag <laughs> a, a limp body." Like, what that, happened before that, the ride? Before the that's they're gonna think I killed his ass. That's so kind of why I'm asking. So it's you like gotta get, you gotta get you gotta get yourself in the house. So like so like, would you call? Yeah, I also don't want to hurt my back. He's, like, already, he's already stated he would yeah. call. He would call. Yeah, the last thing he needs is like to rip their pants or something like that. And yeah. then he's catching yeah. a rape, and kidnapping. Yeah, charge. like I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna make like five to eight bucks on it. Like I'm not going to <laughs> prison because <laughs> you know I was listening because I didn't call. I was listening to Burt Crusher on um, Pat McAfee's show, and he said something about like I'm so Florida that like. I can't turn down doing cocaine sometimes. Like I don't Bert? know if you guys have listened to that. that. Yeah, Burt Crusher. Oh. I'm the same way. Crasher, shut up, fucker. But I'm kind of the same way. Like if I'm out and you're like, "Hey, you you want to hit this?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I I know I shouldn't, but I do it. Yeah. But if you're like, "Hey, you want to bump this?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." I'm the same way with donuts. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I can't help myself. uh, So it's like there has been a time where I've been in the back of an Uber and I remember being like, "If I close my eyes." I'm not waking up. Is this dude just gonna leave me in the back of his car, or well, is he gonna drag me out in the fucking sidewalk? I'm gonna wake up outside. What I what I've what I assume you're doing the right thing by calling, but I assume that there's probably a lot of people that do just kind of like maybe pull people out and just leave them wherever they yeah, were supposed to be. Well, and also like in that situation, like uh, maybe we call the news and it's like Uber driver saves passenger. I'm like, yeah, the, just one blah blah blah. Also, I'm a comedian. I'm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, and I get some free airtime. You know, <laughs> we've got shows at uh, nineteen forty nine and uh, Ellison Brew Company come out at uh, eight o'clock. Let's I don't do know it. What the time is. Yeah. Like, check me out on the Mitch tapes YouTube. You know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot. And I swing. did I did do CPR. <laughs> I'm gonna pivot and swing this way because I am curious. I heard you used to be a bodybuilder. Yeah, many how'd moons you, ago. How'd you like, dive into that world? Uh, Was Arnold a big used part to of it? Be. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. he's fucking jacked. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking jacked. Used to, I mean, so... Was Arnold... It, it, did Arnold have anything to do with it? I did as like an some inspiration? Arnold, yeah. So I, I smoked for like about a pack and a half cigarettes a day for 10 or 12 years, something like that. Quit smoking, put on like 40 pounds real quick. And then I couldn't get up and down the stairs. And I'm like, oh, I need to do something. So I started working out. Yeah, and just went from there. Went from there. Did but you I, compete or anything? I did. Yeah. I, the last time I did was back in like '06. Damn. Since then, it's just been um, triple IP, double IPAs, yeah. tri- triple layer nachos. <laughs> so, but do you still work out? Do you still go, do you go yeah. to the gym regularly? Yeah, I still go two or three days yeah. a week. But nice. So is that something How much that you bench? <laughs> so is that something kind of like SNL? Remember that that uh, skit they did? We had to pump you up. We're gonna pump. You love people who call in. They'd be like, "What's your name? How much you bench?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, this is Kevin two seventy five. <laughs> so, so is it something anyway. that you know? Since you were young, you wanted to dive into, or is it kind of like you know what? I'm making some changes. I'm just going to dip my toes in it and try it out. No, I kind of. So yeah, as a kid, I had my next door neighbor was a big meathead, uh, <laughs> and he owned a gym called Leo's Gym in Beach Grove. Okay. Super nice guy. Was you know, he a huge Lou Fregno fan? May, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> Just, from he, you know? <laughs> Just from the name. Just from the name. But cool, cool dude, and and uh, you know he was like one of these just roided out '80s bodybuilder dudes, you know. 
But uh, he would give me a, a free membership, so I'd come in on the, you know, especially in the summertime, and just kind of watch all these guys and be like, okay, I guess I could do this shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, awesome. That's awesome. Cause like I, I I'm fat and lazy, not fat and well yeah I'm fat and lazy. So like <laughs> I, said, Ar- Arnold was a huge inspiration <laughs> to me when I was a kid. And I was always like I always wondered if I could just tap into that. You can't little thing that Arnold had. You can't. Well yeah, but it's been a long time since I've had that kind of discipline. I mean it it's like a whole lifestyle. Yeah. You I mean you don't. It really you drink, is. You carry around a gallon of water every day, yep. you know, with you, and right. fucking eat every two hours, and yeah, that's just too like much, I, yeah. I I remember seeing a video of Arnold like five six years ago where he's like uh he was talking about like lifting and he's like yeah but if i want that pussy i get that pussy uh, then i smoke some weed yeah. <laughs> you know and then he's talking the about like, <laughs> like the the wolf at the top of the hill is never as hungry as the wolf at the bottom of the hill so if the wolf at the bottom of the hill is hungry enough he's gonna go up there and take you know like, yeah no I, yeah. I i think it's a very interesting i mean if you think about it, like all of these things that we've talked about with like comedy, the weightlifting, like the fame and everything like that, it really does take a specific kind of drive. And I think what 98% of the people out there don't have that drive to do it, but they're not you, delusional enough. Right. Most exactly. <laughs> That's true too. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty fucking delusional. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean like with the, with the bodybuilding, when you go out there, like you're bearing your soul on a totally different level. Yeah, like comedy. Yeah. like yeah. you, I mean, you're, you're, you're exposing yourself on a right. totally different level where it's like, you know, how many people like, I wouldn't say different level. I think it would, I would. It would be different, a different way of doing that. No, I'm going to say on a different level, but how many times have you been to a pool and you see four or five guys who get in a pool with their shirts on? I don't know. I don't see that that often. Or like Arnold getting in a pool with his shirt on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I mean, that's like that's I just that's don't a want level people to see my nipples right now. <laughs> Do it, come on! But that's a level of insecurity that a lot of people have. You know, they don't want to expose what but they I'm have saying to work that There's for. still a level of insecurity for people going on stage too that don't want to talk in front of people. Yeah, it's levels to this shit, bro. But I'm not saying that my they're point. different levels. I'm saying they're probably the same level, just in a different way. <laughs> that that's where I think like me being slightly delusional is a super superpower because i can because i can get on stage and be like yeah they want to hear this they want to hear me talk i'll keep talking at you a big motivation i had when it, when i was a kid was up until about 14 i don't even think my balls had dropped <laughs> and, uh, you know and i would get i had and? like a little mullet and i would get confused for it like sometimes i would get called a girl like you know i kind of had little, <laughs> had little tips righteous man <laughs> <laughs> had some little tits going on. And I'm you, weren't, like, you weren't doing the mullet right, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so how how long like a, was your mullet? Uh, you know, it, shoulders. Have you ever seen how like big mullets like are in Canada and hockey, like that culture? Yeah. I'm getting ready to like, fuck the mullet game up in Indianapolis. He's growing. Yeah. Yeah. You're oh, going to yeah. get a flow. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm below the shoulders right yeah. now. It's, get, it's getting there. Get the flow going. Oh, it's going to be... I'm getting the Dale Earnhardt number three on this side <laughs> and the American flag on this side. It's going to be 50 stars. It's going to be majestic. Oh, no. There's only going to be 24 stars. <laughs> it's like... I see Jeff Gordon like... on one side, Dale Earnhardt on the other. <laughs> no, I uh, bloody, I definitely bloody. could see... I could definitely see Johnny pulling off the mullet. I'm going to... F- and I'm going to do the mutton chops, too. It's going to be oh. badass. Oh, yeah. I'm going full Wolverine on this bitch. I feel like you have to have like a, a lot stronger jawline to pull off the mutton chops. Well, we'll work on that after the show. But <laughs> one thing I do always ask people that come through here, 
especially comedians, because I am a huge fan of comedy. I'm just too scared to try it out. Who was uh, when was that pivotal moment in your life? Whether you were young, teenager, or older, what was that joke? Who was that comedian? Who who was it you saw that made you think, "Oh, I got, I'm doing this. I'm trying this out." God, I I would probably say Steve Martin. Like really, as a kid, I just remember listening to his. He had an album called "Let's Get Small," and I would just <laughs> listen to that thing over and over. And I mean, it was just nut. Like he was just insane. And I thought, oh, I could probably be that kind of stupid. See, I know Steve Martin, the actor. I don't yeah. know Steve Martin, the comedian. Dude was hilarious. I mean, his stand-up was just so. There's a you ever you guys hear like the um, master class thing? Yep. The, yeah. So there's a Steve Martin master class about writing comedy, performing comedy, yeah. and all that. And I watched that, and it just took me back to like, you know, my. <clears throat> As a kid, because I watched him on SNL and everything, so right. Yeah. Well, well. I I uh, t- I think two things. One was uh, Patrice O'Neill. Ooh, good fucking like. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, like it. That that one. In my opinion, he's on he's on Mount Rushmore. But you ever watch The Green Room? No. On HBO with yeah. him. Yeah. gotta check that out. Oh my god, it's like a comedy round table, man. It, well, I he, I recommend anybody YouTube green the The Green Room. It's tremendous. But Patrice was it? No, nah, well, he just the way he told jokes. Yeah, like was uh, you know that was the first time I was like, oh, that like that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it, it's not it's not always like you, you know you kind of think of like you see Jerry Seinfeld God, and he's, he's the he, worst. which he's great. I mean, I he, love Jerry. He's great. You know, <sighs> he's the worst. He's just like I don't know. He he's per he tries to be perfect at it. Where I saw Patrice, he was up there just, you know, he'd make decisions, it seemed like, with what he was saying. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't all, like, structured. Like, he, he knew what he was right. going to talk about. And, like, I, I I can't, my brain doesn't work where I can write down every single word and remember every single word that I'm going to say. Exactly. Uh, but I, I know what I, I can talk about the same thing. It just may not be the same I've got way. these three doors during this conversation yeah. that I can go through that's going to lead me to this door. There's yeah. different avenues I can Eventually, it's all going to come together while yeah. I'm talking about it. But yeah, but he, you know, it's like he he just seemed like he kept just like a rhythm with it, you know, things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and then I read a book called uh, "Born Standing Up." Uh, it was when I first started doing comedy, and I think it was Steve. I think I was Steve Martin too. I think so. Yeah. yeah but he did you say "Born Standing Up"? Yeah, "Born Standing I'm gonna Up." I'm going to look that up. Yeah. But it, it just taught. I mean. It just talked about when he first started doing stand up about how, you know, just nobody being there. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you're going to, you know, it, it, he was he was getting paid to do this show for like basically nobody. Um, but I, I kind of think of that like to, to, you know, doing open mics isn't fun typically. I mean, some nights an open mic is awesome. Like a bunch of people show up and, you know, you, you have fun. The, the show, but if you don't do the open mics like we were talking about, you know, so anyway, uh, long story short, between those two, you know, I, I kind of quit putting so much pressure on myself to have something perfect just to get to an open mic. Mm. Like I had, like I, what stopped me from, you know, re- what made me resist doing comedy in the beginning was, oh, I'm not ready. Right. Like this ain't ready to be heard. <clears throat> I got to write this more. Like you know, I'm. I was too. Eventually, you just have to. Yeah. Do so it. eventually, you got to let it fly and yep. figure it out. Yep. And you know, the born standing up. That's kind of what. Steve Martin did. Uh, uh, I believe it was Steve Martin that wrote that book. It was. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I was gonna I, say I that would be interesting it if it tied together yeah. right there. Yeah. You know. But but anyway, uh, the you know um, 
um, seeing, you know, seeing how he kind of the born standing yeah. up idea, like, Steve Martin. yeah, it's was, it was like he wasn't like ready right away, like he was up on stage figuring it out, and then it turned into like basically a rock concert, right? You know, and then to see Patrice do it as you know this guy that can just put me into tears, mm-hmm. and right. it's it doesn't look like this structured perfect joke like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can, not that I can do Patrice, but I can, you know, you you get so that you, vibe. So you're you're. This is always a fascination, uh, uh, a thing that fascinates me. Like when people can improvise while they're on stage, even though they've mm-hmm. got a set act. Because you're a fan of Patrice and you've been doing this for eight years or so, mm-hmm. is that something where like you have okay? These are the jokes that I've got written. These are the jokes that I wrote. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on stage, if I feel like I can take it to another direction, are you? Yeah, you ever well, improvise and do yeah, that? Yeah, well, because see, I because we've had other comedians where like, no, I stick completely to what i wrote yeah and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do that and then after i do the show i'll go home and then i'll reforge it yeah i so what i i i try to do you know i, I kind of I, I i do them basically the same but they may not be in the same order or like maybe uh some you know the audience reacts some way and i just keep going into a bit you know, because I've like heard adding I've, layers I, to it. I heard Jerry, I heard Jerry uh, Lewis, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, and another comedian that I saw on Reddit um, both say that you know comedy is all about rhythm. Yeah. So when I go on stage, I try to you know I, I I have a lot of material, and what I used to run into is I'd get to it's it's time to do it, and I got my set material, and I'm like this all sucks. I hate all of this and I don't want anybody to hear this, but I've already committed to it. Right. With having a bunch of material, I can go up there and, you know, start with what I want to talk about, let the rhythm lead me kind of where I'm going. And then I usually, you know, I know exactly what I'm going to do to, to get out of it, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> like I said, I got, I got bits that I talk about. It just, the way it weaves is just kind of how it, how it goes with the room. You know, if I, if I'm doing, um, <clears throat> you know, 1949 and it's packed, you know, that's kind of home court. You know, I feel a little bit freer. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but if it's, you know, um, I don't know. That's it, what, it just, but it's just I think different. it's brilliant how you how you're uh, saying that because it's like, as a fan, sometimes you can kind of tell when somebody's like, okay, th- I got point A through D. I'm gonna stick to this and I'm just gonna do it no matter what. Like sometimes you can feel that energy, like yeah. whether it's going good or bad. Well, and I it, think it's a, a really beautiful thing when somebody can be like, "Okay, this is kind of I need to take this. I, yeah, I need yeah. to take this over here now, and then we, we're going to transition and come over here now. Oh, okay, now the energy's picking up, so now we're going to go with this flow. We're going to ride this wave. I think that's beautiful. I, I don't know. This well, is and and I think it's just it's just another it's just a way of doing it. You know, it's kind of like you know. Picasso painted this way. This person painted the Mona Lisa yeah. that way. More than like, one way to skin a cat. Yeah, like you know, like Jerry. Jerry's going to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's unfortunate. So, he's it, not even funny at all. I, 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 I don't know idiot. exactly how much money he has, but like, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. God, I hate. Yeah, Jerry. I but, hate Jerry so bad. I don't hate Jerry. I just never. <laughs> seen I fucking hate him. <laughs> but if you took away all his views of Seinfeld and he started from one again right now, like he would still outpace everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. like. And, and comedians and cars getting coffee is just like, it's so simple and brilliant. Like it makes me angry. Right. Like it's like Jerry, 
why where, where, why you get all these great ideas that are so easy to do like that's the <laughs> easiest thing to produce set up it, it cameras it makes me mad that people even enjoy it I'll like come that. pick you worst. up we'll yep. get coffee I'll take you home done right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I, I only say that because he's a Seinfeld fan but yeah I, I'm a huge Seinfeld <laughs> fan uh, the I like show I like and, the, and his stand up um, you know what's really interesting is one of my favorite Jay Leno was like, always funnier than Seinfeld. <laughs> You're a fucking clown. Oh, You're a clown. I Jay Leno out of here. Yeah. Just <laughs> kick him out of the. I'm not even going to keep him as my co-host. I'm going to be looking. Oh, I saw you uh, texting Shane on yeah, Facebook we'll saying I miss that. you, buddy. Yeah, yeah we'll cool. do that. Um, cool. One th- one thing I was going to say is like you know industry wide essentially like you need you need to be like Jerry like you need to know what exactly you're going to say. But me, like I said, I've just I'm more interested in being like in the moment with the audience mm-hmm. and if if i'm if i'm going in into the next joke and i don't f- and i don't believe it like i don't feel not not that i don't believe it but like i don't feel like it's the right move like i gotta have the freedom to go into what i want to go into right because that's where the it, that, that's where i get my best energy on stage mm-hmm. i feel like well, yeah that's one, important and you can't just like stop me like, oh wait i saw what i was i was just yeah like, exactly like, like they that's don't know important. what they don't know what you're they don't know how the set goes right so right. like you just keep going with it and you know right one thing that i i heard recently <laughs> that i i kind of really kind of hit me was they were talking about comedy on some show or something i was listening to and they were talking about how this guy can go into any room and he kills, but nobody can ever remember the jokes that he said. And then he was like, and then there's comics that can go in there and you really, you really like it imprints on your brain, the joke that they said. And I find myself doing that a lot because I'm a very, I appreciate and laugh at people. Even I I've gone to a bunch of open mics where somebody's joke didn't necessarily land well, but I got the like idea of the joke, so I thought it was hilarious. And I laughed, and I find myself a lot of the times when I'm watching comedy that I'll laugh, and then I'll like go back to my brain and be like, "So what specifically did they talk about that made me laugh?" And I can't remember it because, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if that like is a sign of a good comedian or a sign of like a, yeah, a bad comedian. A good a, a good way I, that I heard of putting it is. I, I was in LA, not bragging. <laughs> now uh, th- there was a, a musician that said that he believed, you know, and it goes back to this rhythm thing mm-hmm. um, that he believed, uh, you know, all music was was a building of tension and release. Mm-hmm. Any music you like, it builds to a tension point and then they release it, you know, a way that's awesome mm-hmm. if they're good. Um, comedi- comedy is the same way, you know, and if my worst sets are when I can just feel I'm not in this tension, building of tension and release. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I first started doing comedy and I, and I, and I'll do this with new bits sometimes too, that or, or in, a, in a room that I'm not feeling, you know, the best in, um, but I'll talk too fast mm-hmm. and you, you almost have to commit to like, you know, the moments of silence where people are not silence, but like being used, well, being used to know, you know, everybody just listening, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, it, it you know builds attention because nobody's laughing and then you release it with a big house laugh and then you get back to you know and again like i said i think that's that's kind of what they're doing like mm-hmm. whatever they're saying they're building some kind of tension and then releasing it and then like you know if if they did it again it wouldn't be as funny and i think <clears throat> your point that you're making about that is very crucial to what i was saying that reminded me about kind of more of that conversation between those guys talking about comedy is that there are some people that 
will keep the crowd laughing so much that they don't have time to like recover. So that's why they didn't remember a lot yeah. of the bits because the guy just kept tagging and doing more and more adding on to the joke that, which is great because the mm-hmm. room is having a great time, but it also makes it so that you may not be that memorable because you're yeah. literally not giving them a well, break. And you know, when you, when you do have an, an audience, you're, you know, you almost, you're just trying to keep things rolling, you know? So like, if you got, if you got something that hit really hard, you can either, you know, move on to your next joke or ride it out a little bit and just make people laugh a little bit harder yeah. about it. Well, you and, know? and talking to you also makes me realize how not experienced I am. And I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate like hearing the, oh, like, the thoughts that you have on comedy because like I said, stuff that I have not even thought about. Well, and I don't, I don't know everything. I know. I just, I'm, I'm just, like <laughs> but I'm just, I mean, there's, there's, there's this, you know, that's, there's, there's, Eight years of wisdom, eight, nine, ten years of wisdom that you're sharing. Yeah, with, no, I've been with, with a room bombing. of people that are, you know. Well, I mean, you could eat all the dicks, but now we're like, well, I got to gobble on all the dicks now too. That's, that's the learning experience. This this year is actually um, exciting for me because I've already got uh, shows lined up to beginning to begin this year. That's awesome, and I feel like I've, you know, there's a lot of material. Like I got a lot of books that I've been writing through. Mm-hmm. you know to get to this point and um you know I'm, I'm excited to this is the first year i've ever had shows lined up mm-hmm. kicking off so do I, you do you write by hand yes how about you terry or do oh, you yeah. type pretty much right by hand yeah, yeah. in yeah. a notebook yeah i find myself a lot of the times uh he writes through me he sends me an idea i write it for him and then he goes and performs well, it i'm not gonna lie i do uh <laughs> think of a lot of things and i send them to Probably three people, and I just kind of see what their their feedback is on it, and uh, then I try to kind of like tweak it to make it sound more like my voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time forcing myself to sit down and write. Yeah. So like a lot of the times, I'll think of something while I'm doing something, or in a conversation. Like we had a conversation last night where I just kind of like said something about because my we're getting ready to have a a baby and it's a girl and i like made a joke like oh man you know it's great (laughs) everybody's like giving me all this like praise like oh it's so great that you guys actually kind of made it through this and i was like yeah but i really wish it was a boy (laughs) and and then and then my she won't be there was a group there was a group of strangers (laughs) around us that were like and then well and then my my buddy made a joke he said you can only say that one time and then you're not allowed to say it again and i was like dude that's kind of like a almost like a punchline or a tag to a joke so i like just took it in my Mm -hmm. phone and i was like now I'll go. I'll go back to this and try to maybe actually formulate a joke out of it. And I feel, I find that that's the easy like because when I sit down to, to write, I just get ADD. I don't think I've never been diagnosed with having any kind of you definitely one hundred percent have it. But I like when I sit down to write, I'm like I start writing and then I'm like okay, and I look at my phone. Like I've had to put my phone have in you, another room. Have you ever seen um uh, or have you ever read the the uh, art of or war of art? Mm-mm. I've talked about this on a couple podcasts. So anybody that's, if anybody's ever heard me talk is it about Sun this. the art of Sun, war Sun, or Sun the Zoom. war of art, the war of art, the so war of art yeah. is okay. yeah. So that it's essentially like the things you want to do, you have a, a resistance to doing that, yeah. and it's not that you don't want to sit down and write comedy; it's that you have a resistance, right? And part of it could be, and this is that makes a lot of sense actually. It, and like a big part of the resistance is like you, you know, like when I first started writing, I thought like, man. If it's not the best joke I ever wrote, there's no reason in finishing this joke. Mm-hmm. So I would just have like half written jokes instead of like 
um, and it, it goes into a, another book, this guy that wrote this called Turning Pro, and it talks about just having a place where you practice. So like for me, it would be like an, an hour um, of writing a day is what I try to do mm-hmm. six days a week. Yeah. And you I said don't, it's called Turning Pro? Turning Pro and War of Art. Um, I've but, read the War of Art. I didn't okay, understand yeah. it when I read it because I was young. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it, there's a lot to it, but essentially, like, you just make a time and a place where you're showing up to do it, and you still, like, get those moments of, like, you know, writing something down. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, whether you you come up with the best joke ever or you just went through the exercise, you know, you get you, you build the habit, and right. that's what, anyway... Yeah, I mean, hey, it's just it's it's. Do you want to go get some Ponderosa after this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that? My uh, when my wife moved in to the house that we live in before we met, she said that her grandpa didn't say anything, and then uh, they saw a Ponderosa, and he goes, "Oh, you got Ponderosa." <laughs> like they, it was like they were there for like almost an hour like looking at things it's like oh ponderosa's down <laughs> this, this, this is a good town it's got a ponderosa like my granddaughter has arrived like, <laughs> i got the hookup now like <laughs> yeah so that was actually my first job was ponderosa i started out as a cashier then i moved on to uh moved on to serving and uh Serving there was like the easiest server job of all time because people are everybody their does their own shit. <laughs> yeah, you're literally just bringing them drinks. Yeah, that's why we didn't tip you. Well, I did pretty well. Oh, you want tips. steaks? A, a, they're, oh, they're over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's my kind of server job. I tip jars over here. <laughs> steaks. Um, but no, Jen and I, uh, we have one down the road, and it's clo- I guess it's close to Beach Grove. Um, kind of by vasa fitness i think or yeah. vasa fitness yeah. however you say it um but <laughs> we always pass it and we're like man we should go there sometime and we never did and then yeah. finally just last weekend we went and uh talking about being in public places and uh, <laughs> bj had mentioned i think somebody in a public place being like weird to you like a karen or something like that yeah um what i wanted to bring up on the podcast was uh kids in public places and i I'm very nervous about having a kid because we're sitting there eating, having our meal, and this snotty nose. Like I'm not now even. Now did kidding, you guys like, go full buffet or oh, did yeah. you actually order? Oh, I got a steak. I got a steak and a buffet, and that steak really was not good. It like fucked my stomach <laughs> yeah. up. But, um, <clears throat> but anyways, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> How much do you buy when it's unlimited? Like, so, yeah, someone's in the back uh, going. Someone ordered a steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Shit, John's not here. Right. <laughs> Who's fixing this? Um, but no, this kid. Let me microwave it. I get you. <laughs> it actually looked microwave. I'm not even kidding. It was like super, like purple red on one end. Yeah, this thing's and got like, 30 more seconds. <laughs> uh, but this snotty nosed kid, I'm not kidding, like snot running from his nose down his chin, turns around and looks at us and <laughs> says, Hi. And I was like, startled. And I was like, What? And Do I, was, I punt this kid? <laughs> I was like, Hey, and he just sat there and stared at us while we ate. And his parents like kind of like looked at him, and then they just went back to eating. I was like, "What? See, wouldn't I, you at least say like that's what he hey, kind of leave them alone?" That, that, that's the that's <laughs> right. the response I think we got from that family. Well, you know, just uh, speaking from an Uber uh, Lyft rider, <laughs> there's some parents that like 
they'll they'll want me to drive them and they'll be like they'll like have a little baby that they're hanging on to and they don't have a car seat mm. so like that's scary some people i'm just saying and i gotta be like no i can't drive i can't you, you know you, you need we can't a, do that yeah you need a baby car seat for that baby mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know why you trust me so much. <laughs> you know, to like this baby becomes for, a projectile. For, right, if I for all you know, I woke up this, this morning. I said, "This is the fucking day." This is <laughs> this, is, this is a Prius. Like, I mean, it's got a good you know safety rating, but it's not that safe, right? But uh, but uh, no, just I think some people. There's also the free range parenting. Mm-hmm. So there's maybe we'll let them bother the. See stranger. that shit makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like if I'm at, if I'm in a line at Kroger and like this little kid sitting in the cart's like hi, I'll be like um hey yeah, and then like the next conversation that he tries to have with me, I'm looking at the mom or dad like right. you go you. No offense, but you're going to shut this little dude right. up. Like, I think I, I, think I, I was kind of like that as a kid, though. But me, I was too, but I have this weird and like impending sense of like, okay, who's watching me now? Like, why is yeah. this kid talking to me? I know I'm not that <laughs> guy. But now, <laughs> I, but now I feel like somebody thinks, thinks I'm gonna snatch. Chris Chris <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like somebody thinks I'm gonna snatch this kid out of the cart and start running. And yeah, it's like, did just just leave me alone? I don't know you. Might want to rethink this whole mullet <laughs> thing. You know? Oh, that's a, good, but just, that's a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, get. <laughs> Maybe it'll help. You get, hey, get out of here. But no, it was just the, the Ponderosa. Did is you such least, a great melting? Did pot you at of least watch? Too. Like get the snot no, off of his face? I'm not gonna fucking touch that kid. Are you kidding me? That's disgusting. What are you trying to say? That you're too good for Ponderosa? I will say 100. <laughs> and I've said this before on the podcast, and my wife and I have talked about it. I'm I'm nervous that. I'm not gonna like holding my kid, but everybody says that it's your it's fine when it's your kid. You'll not have that because I do not like holding babies. Me I don't either. really like interactions with kids until they can like actually talk and have a good time and like <laughs> like like. And with, if you drop, I'll see yeah. you when you can add to this conversation. <laughs> exactly. like, I'm not kidding. I That's got the, the way time, it is. babe. And uh, see, I love kids. I just yeah. like. Prefer it to not be a stranger's child, like and, just and, initiating. And what everybody and what everybody says mm-hmm. too is that uh, they think it's funny because my wife's family is full on like they baby talk with the kid. They like will everybody wants to hold the kid and everything like that. And they kind of all make fun of me because I'm the outcast because I don't want any of that. I'm like <laughs> they're like you want to hold the new baby and I'm like no. Justin, thank you. <laughs> Justin's like. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy my white claw. And Y'all have a good time. But what's funny? What's, what is also? I don't fun- want a responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> what, what also is funny about that whole situation, though, is when once the kids are older, like, and they are talking, like, and play, they I end up being like the favorite person that they want to gravitate to to hang out with because I talk to them like a normal person, and I think that, or at least that's what I think, is that I talk to them like a normal person. I like listen to what they say and like interact with them and i just think that it's funny that they all make fun of me for not really wanting to hold the kid but then i end up becoming one because of you're not people. talking to an eight-year-old like oh do you want the carrot <laughs> you're playing mind games exactly <laughs> I, get, I get such anxiety holding like little babies oh yeah so my um stepsons have six kids between Holy the two shit. of them yeah I thought that was well. just a ranging, joke no it's for real <laughs> <laughs> ranging from like one month he's one of them's got two baby mamas Damn. Two babies, 
all like two weeks apart from each other. But anyway, dang, making it happen. I get anxious holding these little tiny babies because mm-hmm. their heads are like this. It's like wobbling around. Yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta watch yeah. out for their spinal. We'll cord. see. For me, it's <laughs> like keep that straight. Like, so what <laughs> so, if I what if I just have like some freak seizure and I drop this kid? Yeah, like, I'm, like, you know, constantly. See, for me, I'm always <laughs> wondering like, what if I just squeeze? <laughs> See, you no, no, dark, no, 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 no. You want to know thoughts. something though? Do you know why the babies are like why babies are born so fragile? Because you can throw them. No, that's <laughs> good lord. Um, you you watch too much Game of Thrones. Or something. Um, no, but like you, it takes so much energy to grow the brain that you don't have anything. You don't have enough left to like right. grow a big strong body. Oh shit! See, so, I thought you could just drop them. That, that's why like, humans oh, shit, so, dust them off. That's cool. why humans are so. Well, I mean, yeah, babies bounce back. Like, so one time, <laughs> I never so did. One time, one time, my uh, my nephew he he fell and busted his lip on uh, on a stair, and there was blood. And anyway, it turned out that he was okay. But like immediately right after it happened, and they walked out. Like it was this whole dramatic scene. Uh, one of my aunts goes, "Kids bleed." <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're really resilient, you know. <laughs> just like because everybody was like, and he was fine, you know. They didn't even do anything. They just his his everything just went back to normal. But like everybody was like, what I grew, the? I grew up with a whole family of but, your aunt. Which oh, is me like, too. If you get fucked up, you're fine. You'll Rub be some right. dirt on You'll it. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have a giant scar that like actually pushes my bottom lip out because of that. Like I was running on a park bench tripped and fell bit through my lip and it's still there yeah but nowadays i'm like 31 and i got a knee injury that i've had for like six weeks what'd you do that's not doing i man so like you you seen on those uh, videos of adam sandler playing basketball (laughs) so like that and uh there's an interview with michael jordan talking about like even if i wasn't the greatest ever that's not how he sounds but like (laughs) he's like i'd still play basketball you know because i love it and i was like you know what that's gonna be my my New Year's resolution: I'm gonna play basketball more. Okay. And on the eighth day, I hurt my my knee. Mm. So I don't know if that was like. <laughs> it's a sign. Yeah. But, <laughs> don't but like, play basketball. Yeah, like I'm done with my New Year's resolution. Eight days in. <laughs> on the seventh day, the jump shot was wet. <laughs> on the eighth day, God said, "No more, son." <laughs> you know the thing is, I, I was I was playing way too hard. <laughs> like, but you got to play hard because mm. you know there's like. Mitch goes hard in the paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I feel like I can almost dunk it, but it's just like a really close layup. <laughs> right. yeah. But not now. I should, as, you shouldn't as be as doing a 5'9 white guy. I know that feeling way too, way too well. <clears throat> um, yeah. What are we at with time? Good. I, I sent it to you. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, before we got out of here, I wanted to just re go over real quick. The reason we had John, which is the, uh, catch a breath show and, um, also finish kind of with your guys' social media, how people can find you and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Friday, the 28th of February, Saturday, the 29th, uh, two shows this come next coming weekend, right? Two shows, catch your breath comedy. So it's a benefit for the American Lung Association. Uh, we got a lot of great comics. Uh, Saturday night, we've got Jeff Oske from Bob and Tom. He's uh, hilarious. Yeah, he's a hilarious, funny dude. Mm. And uh, when I said, hey, you interested in doing a benefit for the ALA? He said, well, let me put this cigarette out first. <laughs> he said, I'd love to. So uh, yeah. we got Lisa Sears. Yeah, that's one of the things yeah. I wanted to bring up is like how, because I, I smoke occasionally. Yeah. And I was like, uh, 
you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting <laughs> to, to uh, talk about. You know, no, I'm not gonna talk about anything with smoking. But no, with uh, with that, do you think anybody like gets offended by that? Like, if you're out there smoking with like, you know, outside the indie friends or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think part of the whole ALA is just. I mean, they raise money. Uh, I'm sure. So when I quit smoking like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that the chewing of the gum, the Wellbutrin, the mm-hmm. you know all those different tactics. I'm sure a lot of those came from research that the right. ALA did. So, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited because I'm hosting both nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lost uh, my dad to lung cancer. Oh, okay. So, um, wow. You know, we're hoping to raise some money. Feels like a good way. It's to, home, right? Yeah. Fight back. I've. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd I'd socially smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've I've nipped that in the butt mm-hmm. the last uh, two years. You know, not perfect, but. Right. Um, I think it's it's just a, a really good cause, and, yeah. and then the 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 um, stair climb mm-hmm. is that that's the weekend after, right? Yeah, yeah that's March seventh. Yeah, and, and I apologize, I interrupted you when you were saying yeah. the comedians that were going to be on there. So you said oh, yeah. Jeff Oske, and you also mentioned Lisa Sears, who also is a a great local uh, comedian as well. Yeah, I think she was like voted Indies Best yep. maybe last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie Temple, yep. you met Angie, but she's one of the funniest ladies I know. Uh, and Tony Sanders, so that's and myself yep. Saturday night. Yep, awesome. And then, yeah, and then the Friday lineup we got. Uh, Who do we have? <laughs> we got, <laughs> Dyke, we got <laughs> yeah, Dyke, yeah, Dyke Michaels. Yeah, who's great? There. And BJ is actually Iyer. pretty close with Dyke as well. Justin, yeah. you're going to be there yep. Friday, so um, I know I'm missing somebody. Uh, we got Jeff Goltz and yes. oh yeah, Hefe. Jeff is Hefe. Hefe. and Julio. <laughs> Julio, yep. Julio yep. the cockroach is hilarious. If you haven't seen Julio the cockroach, I want to get him, him in here. Absolutely, that. Yeah. that would be yeah. so fun. I want to have a mic for him and Julio. Yep. And he he yeah. actually did this for us two years ago when we did the first one. Nice, yeah. So he was one of the comics. Yep. So he was happy to He's, do it again. Yeah, he, yeah. And he was at the Level Up show. Yeah. He's super talented. I uh, on the yeah. last podcast, I I went into like kind of a long. <laughs> thing of like how much i like jeff because yeah. i because because seeing his whole setup and like meeting him the first time and like i had seen him do his um do his set before i actually met him and then i met him at the level up thing and it was just like completely different person than what i expected from seeing his set if oh, that yeah. makes sense yeah oh yeah totally. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's 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 a really cool guy and i like i liked uh i liked hanging out with him at level up per- good personality <clears throat> and we got uh kristen carnes tommy Ayers. Kyle Buck. Nice. Yeah. Kyle Buck, yep. yeah. He does his show out of uh, Flyover College. Media Studios here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from Franklin College, too. Yeah. We were, we were at Franklin at the same time. At the time. same me, time? Yeah, huh? me and Kyle. Nice. And then so. I think uh, Kim Han. All right. right. Yeah. That's great. It's gonna be a gr- it's gonna be a great show. Anybody listening to this, you still have time to get tickets and to get there. Um, it is at Indie Fringe Friday and Saturday. What the yeah. tickets are twenty? Tickets are twenty, but I tell you what, I got a fantastic deal for Juice in the Morning listeners Uh-oh. uh-oh. Uh, so you go to indiefringe.org get your tickets you type in breath all caps b-r-e-a-t-h we'll give you half price or bogo nice. breath half nice. price. oh shit yeah. there Let's you go. go i think johnny will be able to afford to go now <laughs> he's not lying <laughs> <laughs> can i get your free ticket whatever you type it <laughs> no uh um, kidding it's gonna be a fantastic time thank you bj for producing for us uh thank you if you if you don't have a mouthful did you want to give a shout out to all of the flyover media 
podcasts that are part of this. And I wanted to give a shout out too to my friends out in uh, Ohio, the uh, Pointless Discussions podcast. I know that I've been kind of slacking on talking about the Magic Scroll Network just because we've got so much stuff going on. Um, but I appreciate you guys being a part of Juice in the Morning, and I appreciate you guys allowing us to be a part of Juice in the Morning. We're going to be working on some short films that we're going to put together into like an anthology type film here coming up in the summer. So just look out for it. What's I want to give a anthology sh- mean. So it's like multiple short stories all ah. put together, and they kind of tie together. You okay. working with Spielberg on that one? Yes, actually. I uh, want to give daughter. a shout out to yeah, this, I'm like, with his daughter, <laughs> 16, 17 year old kid named Sam at Hot Box Pizza last night that under. <laughs> That understood how drunk and stoned combined that I was when I was like, I want you to fuck my pizza up with bacon, sausage, and banana peppers. And at one point, he turned around, he looked at me, he goes, I'm fucking this up like a masterpiece. And I was like, my guy. It was the worst pizza I ever had, but it was also delicious. So thanks, Sam, from Hotbox. Sam. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what... Hot box is good. Uh, we still have you come out on Mondays, just yep. in the morning. Tuesdays is Teen and Doe. Wednesdays is uh, movie review. Thursday is Off the Cuff with Calvin Devon, two comedians. Uh, Friday now is Uncle Buck House with um, uh, Buck and his um, Nick Oaks. Uh, Nick Oates, his co-host. Yep. And then we also have uh, B.J. Roberts Project on Monday, and then possibly another one coming out uh, here shortly. Oh, also, what I wanted to throw out there is uh, B.J.'s birthday's coming up, and for B.J.'s birthday, I purchased an hour for us to do a show at Wave One Media, downtown Indianapolis. It's oh. kind of a podcast studio that has a big window in the front. They've got uh, monitors, and we're going to like kind of do, I would say, like a 40th birthday uh, B.J. Robbins project and have maybe few people in just to like kind of have his guests and kind of celebrate bj so yeah i got a message about that from somebody i mean i was inviting him over to celebrate bj the 29th <laughs> the 29th or whatever mm-hmm. and then i was like no it's the other 20 he thought he was talking about march 29th for right. the for the studio and i was like no so i don't know how he found out about it yeah was it uh the guys from yeah. espresso yeah yeah Yep. <clears throat> so I've got that set up for BJ, but then the 29th, you're doing a smugcast, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. A week from today, we'll be. Yep. We'll so. be having a birthday party here. Uh, we'll be having blackjack, roulette, uh, poker, um, and a podcast start around nine. Yeah, and those nice. those of you guys that are probably here, I don't know if you know about it, but BJ was part of a very successful podcast that was also in the paper as like a top ten podcast in Indianapolis that they. Ended up uh, taking a break from it for a little while, and uh, they're bringing it back occasionally throughout this year just for like kind of special episodes. So look forward to that, and uh, that's all I got for you. And I got uh, Oh, yeah, Mitch social Downs. media. Yeah, Mitch Downs on Facebook, at uh, Mitch Downs on Instagram, uh, Twitter's uh, Mitchell Allen D O two. What happened with Twitter? Well, yeah, what the fuck <laughs> happened the there? It'll, it'll probably have to change. I actually am DO1 also, but I forget how to get into that one. <laughs> so I own both of them. Reset yeah. that password. But uh, yeah, I got Twitter. I don't have a very strong grip on, but I'm working on it. So something might have to happen with that one. Yeah. But um, also uh, on YouTube, uh, the Mitch tapes, like instead of the mixtape. I like that a lot. The Mitch I like tapes. that a lot. Um, and it's it's just uh, you know stuff I've you know just kind of raw stuff I, I do at my open mics, uh, which Wednesday is the 1949 Tavern um, comedians show up and 
you know, we do things that we're working on. And then uh, Tuesday at the Ellison Brewery. I'm probably going to have to get to those so that yeah. I can feel a little fresh for Friday. Yeah. And um, it, like I said, it's just uh, it's a good place to get things ironed out. Yep. yep. That's the first ever Kenny Moore jersey I've seen. Kenny Moore. It's actually. No, that's not Kenny Moore. Fuck. This is, this is Frank Gore. Nice. Uh, I like that. I like that too. And he's just kind of a hero of mine, the way he bounced back from his knee injury. (laughs) (laughs) If you remember, it was terrible. I'm going to sign with Chuck Pagano and Indianapolis Colts win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, wait. Wait a minute. And then, Terry, where do they find you on social media? Uh, On social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, it's Catch the Short Bus. And. What's that from, by the way? It's great. Uh, yeah, I wrote. So I wrote a uh, screenplay called "Catch the Short Bus" that I was trying to get made into a movie, and mm-hmm. then I just started using that as my. You kept it. Uh, Catch the short. Nice. Bus. Yeah, we follow each other, and I didn't know who it was yeah. behind it. And, yeah. And until today, you said it, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I didn't realize that. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's me. Nice. That's awesome. <clears throat> but you he can brought fucking donuts too. Yeah, you have a splint difference taste in donuts as well because yes. your selection was impressive. Which hey, means he, I wanted g- to, yeah. he gave a fuck. That's why. You know? <laughs> like, I, pan- I panicked. When I, I, when I opened it and I saw the blueberry, I was like, oh my God. There you go. He, we got out. He had I donuts and he had like notebooks. I'm like, shit, was I supposed to bring something? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like first day of college, like, what? I thought they were going to give us what we need. (laughs) But yeah, you can find uh, Juice in the Morning on all your podcast streaming sites. You can find us on Twitter at Juice in the AM, Instagram at Juice in the AM, Facebook Juice in the Morning, and YouTube. Just search for Juice in the Morning, I think. That's the easiest way because we don't have an official like link or, like uh, I guess, YouTube.com slash something. It's just a bunch of numbers and letters right now. See the hair before the mullet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> and we'll release this uh, episode on YouTube as well as a video. So look forward to that. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at J. B underscore juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the juice himself, you can follow me at juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. <laughs> Are you sick of hearing podcasts about pop culture that have the same milk toast opinions as everybody else? Well, come on over to Cannibal Wine Tasting, where we tell you unpopular and hot takes on pop culture that you may or may not agree with, like The Mandalorian not being that good of a show. My Chemical Romance really shouldn't have made a comeback. And Baby Yoda is not as cute as everybody thinks they are. So, if you want to hear all of these hot takes, come over to twitch.tv slash podcast daddy, where we are live every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, if you happen to miss the live show, hop over to YouTube slash C 
slash podcast daddy to catch the archives or if you're one of those people that likes to listen to podcasts on the road we are on all major platforms including anchor spotify or Castbox. again if you want to hear unpopular opinions on pop culture head over and listen to cannibal wine tasting right now <laughs>